You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone, and uh, I'm not going to talk at all anymore this podcast. People are applauding all over the world. I'm going to throw this to Josh Newbert because he just had a really fun interview. Go for it, Josh. Give me the mic, give me the mic Brendan. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be uh, – I'm sitting on the bench solo, kind of. It's just me on the bench interviewing Carlos Williams. We had a chance to go back and talk to the, uh, the former running back of the 2013 National Championship and former five-star recruit that signed with FSU in, in 2011. Loved watching this guy play, so it's going to be even more exciting to talk to him. So we'll have Carlos Williams on the other side. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on the bench today. We have uh, a very special guest from Ridge Community High School in Davenport, Florida, we have Carlos Williams with us. Carlos was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. He was the number one ranked safety in the country and the fourth best player overall. Uh, Carlos would go on to sign with Florida State in 2011. And at FSU, he would start his career on defense, finish it up on offense. During that time, Williams won three ACC titles and a national championship. Uh, Carlos, welcome to On the Bench. How you doing? How doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Um, what are you up to right now? What are you What are you doing? Actually, right now, me and my son, uh, Casey, are getting dressed. About to go run some house errands. I didn't have to work today, so today's a pretty light day. He's actually following me around the house right now, listening to the conversation. But nothing much. Just working. Um, I actually re-enrolled um, okay. at FSU, so I'm taking some classes right now to finish up my bachelor's degree. Um, you know, just I got married on the 31st of December. So I recently made it, which is pretty cool, and getting ready to go play football in Toronto in May. So that's it's 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 a lot going on, but um, it's, it's keeping me busy. I'm excited getting back in football and getting back to training and getting my meals prepped again. So it's been it's been a lot. Mm, good. Well, I'm excited to have you on here. I've been covering Florida State for ten years now, so I uh, I probably met you your junior year of high school. Uh, followed you, you know, throughout your journey to Florida State, and I, re- I just remember 
you know, you were six foot one, 225 pounds of just intensity. Like you had that, you had that Mamba mentality, RIP Kobe, but you were like, you carried that intensity with you. Uh, where did that come from? Um, it comes from being in the household with two older brothers and a, and a, and a sister. I mean, I'm the youngest of four. Um, people know my brother Vince. Um, he's been in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh for the past seven years and it's tough. You no, know, my house was, um, it was, it's, it's football is what, what we were raised on. We, um, we, my mom and dad bred football players. My brother, Johnny, who's the oldest was, uh, the number three linebacker in the state of Florida. We came out in 2004. The events came out with Nigel Bradham, Nigel Carr. He was number three. And so it kind of, they kind of paved the way for me to play football and be aggressive and, uh, kind of set the tone for the teams I played on. Mm-hmm. Why'd you pick Florida State? Oh, that's a, that's a funny story. Not many people know. Um, I actually was going to decommit from Florida State. I took my official visit to USC in January of my senior year, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with Southern Cal. Um, now, everybody thought it. that was a just-for-fun visit. Like, nobody oh, it, was, it was worried amazing. about that I, trip. I, 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 was, I almost decommitted from Florida State. Um, wow. My brother, my brother's senior year, he took official visit to LSU and he fell in love. Um, we grew up Florida State fans, but you know, just wanted to experience something different. Being from Polk County, um, not many of us make it out. I mean, I think it's uh, twelve of us are actually pro football players that's active now, which is quite a bit coming from one county in the state of Florida. Usually, you see Dade have that many for Lauderdale, Broward have a lot of them. But mm-hmm. being from Polk, um, he went to LSU, fell in love with it. He's just too far from home. Um, it's like, you know, that's, that's a pretty good drive from the center of the state all the way to, um, Baton Rouge. So that, that, that's a pretty, pretty good drive. But, um, I chose Florida state. My brother was here. Um, Jimbo had just got to the program the year prior and he was flipping everything around. I mean, Matt drills wasn't the same. The attitude of the players wasn't the same. It was more of a family atmosphere and coach Odell's from Polk County. He was my big recruiter. Mm -hmm. Um, it just was, it was comfortable. It was a place I could go and I could feel at home. I wouldn't have to worry about traveling too far to see my mom if I was homesick or if I had a problem. My brother's right here in town with me. So that kind of made it easier to stay committed. And, and I did commit early, and I want to stay true to my commitment. The class we had built recruiting-wise was one of the best ever recruited in, in, in recruiting history. I don't care what people say. That class of 2011 was a lot of talent on the field at one time. So um, it, was, it was something I just wanted to be a part of. And uh, it start, like I said, it started to flip with Jimbo. And I really wanted to be a part of, you know, what he was building. And Coach Mark Stoop was a defensive uh, monster. He was a villain. I mean, he mm-hmm. schemed and it, it would fit us so perfectly with the athletes we had. Why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Mm. So looking back on your time at, in Tallahassee, what do you miss most? Um, what I miss most now that I've been gone for so long. What do mm-hmm. I miss most? It's not the traffic. Um, I don't go out. I mean, it's. I miss being around Florida State. I miss being able to drive past Doak. I miss being able to, and I'm in academics now, so I'll go up and see some of the players. And it just feels good to be back home. You know, like I said, I'm from Polk County, but this is where I spent the most time. I spent a lot of time. My most important years building, you know, building my football Mm -hmm. resume was really here. High school is high school, you know, dime and dozen. But at Florida State, you got to come and play football. You know, that name goes a long way. And you got to live up to the expectations when you come here. And I want to do that. I think that's what I miss the most, being around Florida State football. You know, being when I was in Pittsburgh, when I was in Buffalo, when I was back in Polk. And Orlando is different than being in the city. Um, it's, it's just, it's always, it's electrifying just to be able to drive past you know, that red brick and knowing that uh, in, in September is going down in that. Yeah, man. Um, 
I used to live right across the street from the stadium in Indian Village for all five years that I was at FSU. So I woke up every morning and I got to look at the stadium. And yeah, I'm, I think I do miss that most. Um, I, lived in, I lived in Delano for a little while. You lived okay, right, right, around right around the corner. Yes, sir. <laughs> so besides winning the national championship, what was your favorite on-field moment at FSU? On-field moment. Wow, I have a lot of those. Go ahead. <laughs> Got time. It's not just a moment. Um, when I knocked Lulu Purfway, I knocked them out. We played in Florida my sophomore year and then celebrated with my brother. That was big. Um, scoring my first offensive touchdown against Nevada, my first carry ever in college was a touchdown. Um, mm. Let me see. My kickoff return against Miami that got called back because of James. Um, that was amazing. <laughs> Peter Wart was in the end zone when I got there. I'm wearing nine. He was nine pretty crazy that was that's, that was really a, that's a cool moment um overtime touchdown in clemson scoring two touchdowns against notre dame to win the game i mean there's a lot of moments that i had on that football field but i think the best one was my first time running out the tunnel my first time running out the tunnel we played oklahoma in 2011 the first home game of the season sure. we played oklahoma and i mean that place was it, oh my goodness! When 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 the when you run through the tunnel and you and it opens up and you see ninety thousand people screaming, yelling, the lights are on, the fireworks are going off, you get goosebumps, there's a cold chill running down your spine, and it's like, wow! Like this 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 is about to be this is about to be crazy. This is really about to be crazy. And I mean, you can't you can't ever you can never get that first feeling back. And that's a lot of things that people don't pay attention to. They're so worried about the game. And I took time to soak it all in. I'm at Florida State. Now, I dreamed mm-hmm. about playing just since I was a little kid. My first Christmas gift was a football and a sweatsuit. I mean, it was amazing. I had Florida State underwear growing up as a kid. And you, now you get to run through the tunnel and into Doak. And then you get to play on this field, on Bobby Bout and Bobby Bout Field. It's, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. you, you can't replace that first time running out of that tunnel. You played on both sides of the ball. You did, like I said in the intro, you did two years on offense or two years on defense and then two years on offense. So you were known for the big hits. You were the number one safety coming out. But Carlos, who hit you the hardest when you were on offense? Wow. Do you remember? Who hit me, who hit me the hardest? Um, you know what, Craig? Boston College always got some thumpers. I, w- I would say Boston College always got some thumpers. I mean, I played on – I played on defense against Boston College, and it, it sucked. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it's just their helmets and pads are made from something else. It's, it's not it's not standard material because they. I mean, they always have some people out there. They have some real headhunters. Man, it's offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, safeties, corners. It doesn't matter. They're they're out there to make contact. I think that kind that's kind of embedded in, like embedded into their program. I mean, they've always been a hard, tough team mm-hmm. to play either at home or away. So they've always came and brought the noise. But at State, I think the hardest I've ever been hit was by Jalen Ramsey. Go figure. We practiced, in the, we practiced in the stadium one day, and um, I was a lead blocker on a play, and I, I hit him real good. I mean, I caught him real good. But Jalen, being a competitor, he plays with a chip on his shoulder all the time. The very next play, I knew he was blitzing, and Coach Pruitt sitting him on the blitz on purpose. I knew it was coming. And I know it's kind of one of those things where – you don't want to take the hit, but you got to take the hit. And, I mean, he laid into me. I mean, he laid into me something serious. Probably one of the hardest hits I've ever taken because I knew it was coming. And he, it was literally eye, eyeball-to-eyeball contact. There was no blinking, no flinching, no nothing. 
and he hit me in the back of Jameis, and then Coach Coach Jimbo went off the hinge and and tried to kick him out of practice. But you know, us being us being brothers and family, we didn't let it happen. I mean, it was kind of a it was a hit I deserved. I would say that mm-hmm. it was a hit I had coming to me. But um, that's probably the hardest I've ever been hit while playing at Florida State. Jalen gave me he gave he gave he gave me one. What was your relationship like with Jimbo Fisher? Oh, that was he. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, we we had we had um, a pretty close relationship. Um, I was a big part of the recruiting class, um, recruiting other guys, getting other guys to come and play. Um, so we had a very um, father son like relationship. Um, who would you like to play with? Who do you see winning a championship with you? Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the first conversations we had, and I think that was the end of my sophomore year. Um, so it, that was big for me then. But um, he he he's always put a lot lot on me. Um, Learning offense, put I mean, being able to play as fast as I did on offense when I moved over there, um, he kind of put a lot on my plate. I think he felt like I could carry the load. Um, when it was time to score touchdowns, he put me in the game. Um, against Clemson overtime, um, he put the ball in my hands twice, and I scored. It's Notre Dame. Um, he put the ball in my hands, and I put the ball in the end zone. So there was a lot of trust, um, a lot of loyalty there. Um, I love Coach Fisher now. He's at A&M. I work for him when they play on Saturdays. Um, you know, if they play Florida State, sorry, I can't root for you then. But you know, that's, that's <laughs> a coach that I will always, I will always have love and respect for Coach Fisher. I mean, he was my, he, he was a hell of a coach. He was here. We haven't won a national championship. We've been close to that mm-hmm. standard of level of play since he left. So, I mean, I, I wish him all the best. I wish he was still at Florida State. He was a great recruiter, a great quarterback coach, a great coach. Period. Um, and also a father to a lot of guys that didn't have that at home. So that kind of that that was a big reason why I think I gelled so close because. He never – he knew everybody, whether a walk-on or, 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 or a freshman or senior. He knew everybody, and he had a relationship with everybody. So that was important to me, and that's what made him so special to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was at Florida State in the early 2000s and um, kind of witnessed the program change and then, again, started covering the program in 2010 and saw Jimbo start to, you know, build it back up. And you were a big part of that, as you said, um, and you were part of the national championship. Were you surprised to see it all kind of dissipate so quickly? You know, like here we are seven years later, and it's it's almost a complete rebuild from what it was just in 2013. It seemed like you guys had set it on such a good foundation. I mean, I, I think that happens with college football, and now we're going to get in the outside of that. I mean, I think that that comes with college football. I mean, coach is not going to stay at the same place forever. They're looking for better opportunities. They are humans. I mean, just like getting a, a promotion at a job. You find a place that's going to pay you better, that likely has better opportunities for your players to develop and be better. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're one of the only schools in the country, um, uh, power five schools in the country, that, that shares a weight room, a cafeteria, uh, uh, um, a training facility. We, we pretty much share our whole facility with every other sport. And, I mean, not saying that it doesn't make every sport close, because I remember being in school, we were close with swimmers and golfers and, and baseball and tennis and basketball and women's basketball and soccer. I mean, we were close with every sport. So, I mean, that, I think that makes us different. But at the same time, it's a recruiting tool. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, you want to go to a place where you can sell. We have our own private facility. We're just football here. I mean, for a long time, we were the only school in the state of Florida with a big indoor facility. Now Florida has one. Miami has one. I'm sure FAU, FIU will get one pretty soon. I mean, so you got to have a selling point, and that's something I think that made Jimbo leave. I mean, but as far as rebuild, I've met Coach Norvell. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. He's a stand-up guy. 
Um, he met my two daughters. I was giving them a tour after I left academics and I was picking up my books and he's, he's just, he's a stand up guy. I mean, he wants to win right now. And I think that's what Taggart didn't understand. You can't build at a Florida state. You can't Jimbo had to win right now. And Jimbo came in here. He won instantly went to a champs bowl, beat Notre Dame the year before that. They went to, I think it was, no, it was, a, it, no, no. The year before I went to the Chick-fil-A bowl the year before that, they went to the champs bowl and they played Wisconsin. So, I mean, he had been putting um, his, his winning reputation on the line beforehand. He did it time he came in. Taggart wanted to build and try to create something from with guys that are already embedded in the system. I think Norvell wants to win right now. I think he wants to come in, use the guys he have, you know, recruit, 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 but at the same time get the athletes that we have, the playmakers that we have right now in our system to be better and to play to the level they are capable of playing at. I don't think the last coaching staff allowed our guys to do that. But, I mean, it's hmm. typically normal for a whole turnaround of, of the school. I mean, Florida, I can't, remember the, I can't remember the guy they had right before Dan Mullen, but Dan Mullen came and flipped that program around. I think Manny Diaz is going to try to do Miami different, but Miami is Miami. I think that city is a cancer when it comes to college football. Hmm. Why do you, why do you, you say that? You can't have great athletes. It's like, it's like having Oakland in Las Vegas. I don't think that's a very bright idea for marketing and for money purposes and for the people that's making the billions of dollars. That's great. But at the same time, you put Oakland in Las Vegas and you expect you expect to draft a rookie in the first round and him not go gamble, him not be up all night. I mean, I'm not saying that that person won't be responsible. There's just more room for error. Yeah, and, and the depth and the work they're going to have to go yeah. through doing every background check. They're going to probably check his kindergarten grades and see how he was, how he acted. I mean, they have to do so much extra extensive work to make sure the guy they're drafting is not, is not, is not easily triggered by the stuff that goes on in that city. I mean, how do you stop that from happening? That's a grown man. He's going to be paid millions of dollars. How do you stop that from happening? I don't think that's right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, you, you, you see, like I said before, you see programs big flip. You see programs lose a coach that they thought they were going to. McIlwain. McIlwain wasn't going to win a championship at Florida. Dan Mullen have a, have, have, can. I mean, were, I mean their, their recruiting class is ridiculous. It's insane. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this in my life. I mean, not, I can't, I've never seen nothing like this. Hey, like, come on. That 2011 class was pretty damn good. Yeah. The, that, oh, that class was nice, but I've never seen a school do this. I've never seen, I've never seen a recruiting class do something like this. They are literally everybody wants to go to Florida. And I believe in a couple of years they're gonna have they're gonna have some sanctions because there's no way all of this is is, is, is legal. They're not they're doing something down there in Gainesville. <laughs> Something's in the water. Um, I promise. It, it we'll we'll get to that. We'll have you back on once once the sanctions drop and you can uh, you can tell us what you knew. But what what happened to your time in the NFL? Because you got off to a great start in Buffalo. So how would you describe your your career in the NFL? Um, I always said this and people were like, oh, this is no, I've always said this. And me and my mom had a conversation. One of my best friends that's playing, um, arena ball and trying to get into the Canadian league. He was like, are you fulfilled with football? I said, yes. I said, I did something. A lot of people say that, that a lot of people will never be able to do. I played, I, pl- I set foot. I've been drafted. My name was called. And that's a blessing to me within itself. I mean, that that's the goal within itself. Definitely. Get your name called. I mean, you got drafted pick 155. I mean, I remember that to the day I died, and, and that's something that I, I, I'll never forget. But, I mean, I played at a high level. I mean, I, I'm tied with an NFL rookie record. I don't think any first-round back that has been drafted since me has come close to it besides Fournette, and Fournette didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Saquon didn't do it. I mean, 
Melvin Gordon came out with me, didn't do it. Um, every back got drafted before me. Todd Gurley didn't do it. So, I mean, I played well. I mean, I shot myself in the foot. I made my own mistakes. And that's something that you live and you learn. But I have a second opportunity to go play football, and hopefully this leads me into the NFL or another year in the CFL. Who knows? But I'm going to give it my best effort, and we're going to see what turns out. But I'm not, I'm not dissatisfied with my time in the NFL. I've made lifelong friends. I mean, I put, I put, I, I, I put a, I put a, a good print, a good, a good footprint in the NFL. I mean, I have my friends hit me up all the time, like the league is talking about you. Like, people are talking mm-hmm. about you. Your name is floating around here. So I think they're just waiting to see what people are talking about. And I'm going to give them every reason to talk about me when I hit Canada in May. I'm going to give them every reason to come get me, call me, and blow my phone up. Um, mm-hmm. Me, myself, personally, I'm the best back in the NFL when I touch the ball. I think I've proven that my rookie year. I am the best back when I when the ball is in my hands, no matter what what's going on, what situation it is. That's just the way I feel. Um, my job now is to get back to the level where I was playing at and even better at. Um, and it's going to take time to do that, but I'm going to do it. It's part of being a professional, but I'm not upset, sad, or I'm not discouraged about my time at NFL. I played at a high level. Um, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I put my stamp on the game, but it's not, I'm not done yet. Um, not even close to being done. I mean, I watched a lot of running backs play this year that I'm not going to lie. That, that shouldn't be on rosters. That's just my opinion, but that's just me. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I played with some of the best backs to play at Florida State. Dalvin Cook, Devontae mm. Freeman. I mean, I've watched Cam Akers run the ball. I mean, I've played with these guys. I competed with them. I competed against them. I mean, when I touched the football, I, I averaged not, I had nine carries a game. I was going to touch on every seven carries. No back in the NFL has been doing that. Nobody. No back. Not, not one back in the NFL has been doing it. Every seven carries is averaging a touchdown. No, yeah, that's impressive. So, I mean, so I'm just I'm uh, I just be honest with myself. Am I capable of doing it again, even better? Yeah, I'm more mature now. The things I've been through have helped me develop into a better person, a better parent. I mean, so it's 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 just a part of the growth period, and I've grown. So I mean, now it's time to go play football. Yeah, what have you learned, and how do you plan to apply that to the CFL? Um. You know, it's, I was very I was very discouraged in Buffalo um, when I received my first suspension because I went to the organization and asked for help. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I need somebody to talk to. We have a council, blah, 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 things like that that you don't typically go and do, so you try to do that. Um, it didn't happen. Um, I leaned on the organization, I think, more than I should have, and it didn't happen. So, I mean, from there, I just start doing things that help myself be better. Um, not really caring about the consequences, and then consequences came along, and you gotta live and you learn. So I took myself from football. Um, I was remain sober, still remain sober. Uh, I've been reinstated over a year now. Um, haven't had any interest from any teams. Like I said, I think they're just waiting to see the product that I'm gonna put out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, now it's about playing football. But I've learned to um, humble myself. It was a very humbling experience. Um, actually, one of my good friends now, he is my. We, was my boss. His name is Jed Miller. He owns Victory Home Repair back where I'm from, back in Davenport. And I worked with my hands for two years doing remodeling and reconstruction. And it was pretty amazing learning myself, like working with my hands and not having to play football. And I worked at Target. And um, you know, now I work here in town in Tallahassee at Township. So it's just a lot of different pieces are moving, and I'm learning to be um, efficient without playing football, learning to grow without having to play football. Um, and I think it made me better as a person learning to work on my hands. I mean, my first job ever was getting drafted playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first paycheck was 
pretty ridiculous. And uh, you know, so now it's different. Now I'm working a nine to five. Me and my wife are we we rotate with the kids. I work at night. She works during the day. So you know, it's it's a lot of maturing that happens. You know, take responsibility for my own actions. It's nobody's fault. Why I chose to self medicate? I chose to self medicate, and I took resp- I took the consequences, and I and I did. I I gotta tell people I did the crime. I did the time. They let me out. So you know, mm-hmm. now I'm on parole. So, <laughs> nice. so now I'm, I'm going. I'm going to Canada on parole, so hopefully I go out there and I, I work hard like I'm going to, and I, I'm going to be successful like I know I can be, and, and hopefully it, it leads me back to NFL. If it doesn't, I'm continuing to go to school so I can finish with my bachelor's, and I want to coach like high school football like I did this past football season back in my old high school, and hopefully become a head coach and teach. That's really cool. Uh, that sounds like a great plan. Do you think that you would reach out to FSU and maybe get involved in the coaching there, or do you just strictly want um, to do it at the high school level? Um, I honestly, I want to do it at the high school level if for specific reasons. Um, when I was, when I was coming out of high school, you know, it was all about recruiting the camps and stuff like that, but nobody was really sitting the kids down and talking to them about their life choices. And I, I got, a, I got to meet with, um, Derek Brooks, son, um, Decaling. and we talked, yeah, we talked for a while. Me and him got really close just by being academics. Every time I go up there, he's in academics, like he's in academics he's always up there so i was talking to him i'm like hey did anybody talk to you guys about life like outside of ball he's like what do you mean they told me right then like nobody's really educating the young college man or or our college athletes about what's going on how do you manage your time outside of your sport and, and mandatory things like you have to go to study hall you have mm-hmm. to go to class you have to go to practice and lifting so what are you doing when you're not doing those things how do you manage your time what are you doing like nobody's nobody's really we're in tallahassee it's a lot of females, a lot of stuff out here in the city that you can get easier than you can get to go into class or getting to ride the class or, or make like doing homework. Like, it's just a lot of other things that can be a distraction. So I want to go to high school and, and coach high school to really mold those young minds about the mistakes I've made. You know, don't think you're better than the system. You can't beat the system. The system is set to win. And you, and you get kids that want to try to cheat the system or skip class. And I remember being on campus, I had three of my players skip class one day, which I'll skip class for. We don't like the teacher. You're going to get caught every time. There's cameras in the hallway. Like, you're going to get caught. You're the three biggest people on campus. You can't skip class. I mean, it's just simple stuff like that, that you can't beat the system. The system mm-hmm. is there in place for rules. And um, I learned that through my own suspension. I mean, you can't beat the system. You can't. Do things you're not supposed to do and expect to come out on the good side of it. It's not going to happen. And a lot of our young men aren't being told that about females or about drugs or about getting your education or just don't go to don't go to school just for football. Go for the education because football is going to take care of itself because that's what you do. You know, school isn't built for everybody to be successful. That's why don't don't everybody don't have their doctorate or they would. You know, right. it's not built for everybody to make straight A's. You know, you're, you're, it's going to be harder for some people than others. But while you're there, you can perfect your school craft because your football is going to take care of stuff because that is mandatory. Nobody's wait, making you wake up and go to class. Nobody's making you go to tutoring. Yeah, it's mandatory, but you can skip it. You, you ain't going to skip practice. Right. You're not, you're not skipping a list. You're not missing a team meeting. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just the things like that that our young guys and even our female athletes aren't really getting that embedded in them before they get to a college campus. And also about kids going to school, period. I mean, I had a lot of kids, well, I don't know, man, I don't know if I'm going to school. Have you applied for D2 or D3 schools? Have you applied for NAIA schools? Have you applied for JUCOs? Well, no, coach, I want to go D1. Not everybody's built to go D1. 
Not everybody's built to go to a huge Alabama or Florida State or Oklahoma or Texas or Ohio State. Nobody's no, not everybody's built for that. You have to understand that you have to know what you're good at, be great at it, and then shoot for the stars in that direction. I mean, it, it's sad because a lot of these kids are hoping for the D1 dream and they never get it, and then they they put they move on to something else that's not as positive as football. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of kids, especially in Polk County, that end up happening. They don't make it to D1, so they give up the football dream instead of going off to school. And and that's when the, the school part really hits them because now I'm in a smaller school where it's a harder curriculum because it's only I'm at a juke college. I only could be here for two years or a year. So I gotta make sure the the school work works out. So you I can help you can help them avoid kind of setting themselves up for failure. And and yeah. a lot of your experience through that, yeah. It, it, I, so I understand why you want to coach high school now. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um yeah. it's, it's, it's we got it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, we got a couple minutes left, so I want to talk about your clothing line and get you in here, promote some of your social media. Where can the people find you? And, um, you know, what do you got going on? My social media is booming. Um, I have a, cl- I have a uh, clothing line. It's on fan art. Um, if you want to purchase, please go on my Instagram, which is Carlos underscore Williams 29. Um, the link is in my bio. Also, please follow me on Twitter. Carlos underscore SR and my Snapchat is Carlos underscore Williams. All Carlos is spelled with a K. Um, fan art. Um, it's, it's, it's my simple stuff. Um, hoodies, hats, t-shirts, phone cases. Um, I'm trying to do a promo um, with, with my, with my guy that runs it for me. Um, if I get 50 orders, everybody's purchased 50% off, no matter what the total is. Everybody's purchased. It's just one hat, one phone case, one sweatshirt, whatever it is. When I hit the number 50, Every purchase is going to be fifty percent off. Um, so please go on, click on it. Hit me up personally if you want. If you want anything else personalized, signed, whatever. Um, I'm pretty down to earth with signing stuff. It's pretty cool um, meeting fans, and and I think that's a big part about playing football again. It's the fans. The fans want to see you be successful. And uh, the city of Buffalo was great to me. Me and my wife, um, they love us to death. Um, if I had a chance to go back and do it over again, I would be in Buffalo tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to end it on this. I want you to break down that kick return against Auburn where you were basically running stride for stride with one of the fastest men on the planet at the time, Kermit Whitfield. Um, take us through that and how big of a play that was in that game. Um, man, you talking about, it was momentum changing. People talk about the, the fake punt, which was funny because it wasn't supposed to be a fake punt. But um, they talk about the fake punt change momentum. That kick return came right after they scored. And and we're back there, and I'm like, hey, if it's five in, don't do it. It's not going to be worth it. And that offense get the ball. James is putting up points. We cool. Kermit say, hell no, I'm taking it out. Is that worth it? Hell no, I'm taking it out. So the ball is kicked, and you can see me looking at him on the tape, and my hand is out. I'm like, just kneel it. He said, go. He starts screaming, go, 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 go. So – um, I believe it was Gerald Demps had a great block. I kicked out number six, and then I see like a flash of like gold helmet fly by me. And I just started running. I'm like, oh, he's going to get caught. Hope he don't get caught. So I just start running. And then the guy pulls a hand me and falls in front of me. But don't, don't believe the hype. Kermit wasn't running as fast. He hit a nice, good stride, but I've seen him hit top speed something different. I just was lucky to be in the camera frame. Oh, all right, Carlos. That was great. We're lucky to have you on. Uh, appreciate your time, man. Um, hopefully everything goes well with the CFL and you get your degree. It was great talking to you and uh, go Knowles. 
Thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be back on again soon, and I'll speak to you guys later. Go on. All right. See you, Carlos. Bye-bye. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.